0: Chapter 9 of Mother West Wind Wen Stories. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Yuri Salant. Mother West Wind Wen Stories by Thornton W. Burgess. Chapter 9. This isn't the story of the Bob White you know, and yet, when I think it over, I don't know but that it is, after all. It is the story of the first Bob White, the great, 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 ever so great grandfather of the Bob White you know, and I know, and everybody who has ever heard his whistle knows. It's a story of that long ago time, way back in the beginning of things, when the world was young. And yet, I guess it is just as much our own Bob White story as it is his great, 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 ever so great grandfather's. You see, it is because of it, of what happened in that long ago time that bob white is bob white so that makes it his story too doesn't it anyway i'll tell you the story and i'll leave it to you to decide old mother west wind told me the story and she got it from peter rabbit and peter got it from well i don't know for sure but i suspect he got it from bob white himself you know peter and bob white are great friends they are very near neighbors They are such near neighbors and such good friends that if it popped into Peter's funny little head to be curious about Bob White's affairs, he wouldn't hesitate an instant to ask Bob about them. Anyway, someone told Peter the story, and I like to think that someone was none other than brown-coated little whistler Bob White the quail himself. Here is the story as Old Mother West Wind told it to me. Long, long ago, way back in the beginning of things, when the world was young, when the green meadows were new and the green forest was new and the smiling pool and the laughing brook and the big river were new and the little and big people whom old mother nature put in them to live were new too being the first each of his kind things were different quite different from what they are now old mother nature was busier than she is now and goodness knows she is busy enough these days in fact She's a million times busier than the busiest other person in all the great world. If she wasn't, if she grew tired or lazy or careless or anything like that, I'm afraid things would go so wrong with the great world that they never, never could be righted again. But in these faraway days, in the beginning of things, she was busier still. It is always easier to keep things going after they once started than it is to start them. And old Mother Nature was just starting things. So she started a great many of the little people off in life and told them to make the best of things as they found them in the great world and do as well as they could while she was attending to other matters. Now, one of these little people was a plump little person in a coat of reddish brown feathers. He was Mr. Quail, the great, 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 ever so great grandfather of all the quails. To Mr. Quail, as to all the others, Old Mother Nature said, The great world is new. There is a place in it for you, but you must find that place for yourself. There is work for you to do, but you must find out for yourself what it is. When you have real need of anything, come to me, but don't bother me until you do have. No one who proves to be helpless or useless will live long. Now run along and prove whether or not you have a right to live. So little Mr. Quail went out among the other people in the great world to try and find his place. All the other people were trying to find their places, and some of them were having a dreadful time doing it. A great many began by trying to do just what their neighbors did, which was the very worst kind of a mistake. It was a pure waste of time. Worse still, it wasn't making a place in the work of the great world. Little Mr. Quayle's eyes were very bright, and he used them for all they were worth. His wits were quite as bright, and he used these the same way. There are two things for me to find out, he said to himself what i can't do and what i can do the sooner i find out what i can't do the more time i'll have to find out what i can do i've got wings and that must mean that old mother nature intends me to fly i'm glad of that it must be fine to sail around up there in the air and see all that's going on down below up overhead old mr buzzard was sailing round and round high up in the sky with hardly a motion of his broad wings little mr quail watched him a long time and a great longing to do the same thing filled him at last he sprang into the air and right then he made a discovery yes sir he made a discovery he must beat his wings with all his might in order to stay in the air when he stopped beating them and held them spread out as old mr buzzard did he found that he simply sailed a little way straight ahead and then began to come down HE MUST KEEP THOSE WINGS MOVING VERY FAST OR ELSE COME DOWN TO THE GROUND. THEN HE MADE ANOTHER DISCOVERY. IN A VERY LITTLE WHILE HIS WINGS WERE SO TIRED THAT HE JUST HAD TO STOP FLYING. LITTLE MR. Quail SQUATTED IN THE GRASS AND PANTED FOR BREATH. HE WAS DISAPPOINTED, TERRIBLY DISAPPOINTED. IT'S PLAIN TO ME THAT OLD MOTHER NATURE DOESN'T INTEND THAT I SHALL SPEND MY TIME SAILING ABOUT IN THE AIR, SAID HE. HE SCRATCHED HIS PRETTY LITTLE HEAD THOUGHTFULLY i can fly pretty fast for a short distance he continued talking to himself but that's all that must mean that i have been given wings for use only in time of need there are some birds flitting about in a tree they seem to be having a good time i think i'll join them if i can't sail about in the air the next best thing will be flitting about in the trees so after he had rested a bit little mr quail flew to the tree where the other birds were flitting about and There he made another disappointing discovery. Try as he would, he couldn't flit about as they did. Moreover, he didn't feel comfortable perched in a tree for any length of time. It made his toes ache to bend them around the branch on which he was sitting. He watched the other birds, and his bright eyes soon discovered that their feet were different from his feet. Their toes were made to clutch wings and hold them there comfortably, while his were not. Old Mother Nature doesn't intend that I shall spend my time flitting about in trees, said he sorrowfully, and flew down to the ground once more. Right away his feet felt better. All the ache left them. It was good to be on the ground. Pretty soon he began to run about. It was good to run about. He felt as if he could run all day without getting tired. While hunting for food, he discovered that if his toes were not made for perching in trees, they certainly were made for scratching over leaves in loose earth where stray seeds were hiding then he made still another discovery his coat was just the right color to make it hard for others to see him when he squatted down close to the ground if an enemy did discover him his stout little wings took him out of danger like a bullet little by little it came over him that he had found his place in the great world which was on the ground most of the time but he remembered what old mother nature had said about work to do and this worried him a little one day he watched mr toad catching bugs old mr toad was grumbling i can't keep up with these pesky bugs said he when i get my stomach full i have to wait for it to get empty again before i can catch any more but they don't wait they keep right on eating all the time and there won't be any green things left if i don't have help little mr quail grew thoughtful Then. He started in to help old Mr. Toad catch bugs so as to give the green things a chance to grow. He had found work to do, and he did it with all his might. He forgot he ever had wanted to sail around the air or flit about in the trees. He had found his place in the great world, and he had found work to do, and also he had found the secret of the truest happiness. He was so happy that he had to tell his neighbors about it. So every morning, just before starting work, he would fly up on a stump and whistle with all his might what he tried to say was all's all right all's all right but what his neighbors thought he was saying was bob bob white bob bob white so they promptly called him bob white and loved him for the cheer which his clear whistle brought to them when old mother nature came to see how things were getting on she found little mr quail the happiest and the most useful of all the birds And as she listened to his whistle, she smiled and said, I love you, Bob White, and all the world shall love you. And all the world has loved him to this very day. End of chapter 9. Recording by Yuri Solant.